welcome to the very first episode of Leading Worship. I'm Nick Ajamudi, and I'm joined here with Andy Chrisman. Andy, what's what up? What is up, Nick? What's up, everybody? This is exciting. So exciting. Yeah. Excited to have you. And um, man, we're just a couple of people who are passionate about worship, about leading worship, about healthy teams, about um, just leading well in church. And, um, and we hope to, re- to uh, equip and resource worship leaders, uh, wherever it is that you're listening, um, just to, to be an encouragement to you and really focusing in on the idea that we are more than just singers or players, but, but we're leaders and we want we want you to lead better. Yeah. It's, it's really, I, th- I think uh, a worship leader or worship pastor can be some of the most misunderstood people in the church and especially on the, on the staff of a church because we do things that nobody else can do. I mean, really, it, we're, we're, we're pretty, and I say this with all humility. I've been doing this for almost 40 years, so it's not like, you know, I, uh, I'm new at this, and I understand what a rare gift it is to have a musical ability, but also being uh, willing to get on stage in front of people and, yeah. and sometimes look, look foolish or, you know, people decide pretty quickly if they like you or they don't like you. I mean, that, that can be a difficult life to live. So there are a lot of landmines and potholes and uh, a weird exit ramps on this journey for worship leaders and worship pastors. And, man, I just, I just hope through this podcast, Nick, you and I can, can share from our experiences, can talk about a lot of the things we've been through, what we've seen over and over again, the patterns. I love patterns, right? If we see patterns yep. in, in any type of profession, we can kind of predict what's going to happen. And, and those are the kind of things mm-hmm. I think we want to talk about is just how do we, how do we not just finish this race, but finish it well. And, and here on that last day, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. So good. And, and man, I just want to take a moment just to honor you. I mean, 40 years um, of serving and 40 years of, of being doing what you're doing is, is incredible. And, and I think patterns is a great word. I also think about the word rhythm. Yeah. Uh, we, we, are, we already live in a, in a weekly rhythm of church, most of us, and, and maybe are dealing with multiple services, maybe on multiple days. Um, and, but, but we want to help equip leaders to lead well and also you know, there is a job that, that, that is on each of us to help strengthen each other, encourage each other, um, walk through life, the, the good, the bad and the ugly with each other and, and really, you know, understand what it means to be a comfort to one another as we lead worship. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's bigger than just what happens on the, on the platform. So this first episode for us is, is really thinking through, okay, I, I do worship, Whatever that yeah. means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, maybe I sing, I hold a mic, maybe I play guitar, I play an instrument. Um, but but am I really a leader? Like, hell, let, let's talk through that just a little bit. Uh, you know, if you if you do, if you're on a platform, would you consider yourself a leader? Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think we have to be careful about the questions we ask. Um, we have to get a perspective of what worship actually is. And, and yeah. when I when I when I mentor and coach worship leaders across the country, 
they'll come to me with these questions of, of how to do their job better or things that they're, they're struggling with. And I always have to go back to the, the, the genesis, if you will, of what is worship? Like, like, why, why are we even doing this? Why are we, why is there music in our services? Why are we putting a band on stage? Why are we actually hiring people to do this? Because I can only see a couple of worship leaders in the Bible. There, it's, it's really not a, it's not a common profession, but neither are children's pastors or youth pastors or church administrators. I mean, they're, they're, they're not mentioned much in the Bible, but we do know over time that these, these positions are needed and they're part of our culture. But we have to ask ourselves, actually, what is worship before we begin to ask any of the more specific questions? And worship is something that's been going on in heaven for eternity. Worship is not a new thing because God is endless then uh, worship has been endless. And those around the throne, the, uh, the angels and, and all created beings are, are continuously worshiping God. So why do we worship? Well, we just, as on earth as it is in heaven, we, we have a story to tell, those of us that are redeemed, and we join with the language of heaven, which is in big part music. Music is a language of heaven. So... How do we get there? Right. So now how do we how do we connect our earthly music and our earthly abilities to that heavenly event that's actually happening right now? Well, we have to understand that we don't ask God to come and join our worship services. We're actually going to him. The throne room is open because of what Christ did on the cross. The throne room is open. So we're going to go before the king and present our sacrifices of praise. But we don't go alone. We, we're taking our church congregation with us. So that is, in um, in a nutshell, what it means to be a worship leader or worship pastor. You are you are expressing uh, in an earthly way through our earthly bodies and our earthly mind what is actually happening in heaven: the greatness of God, the sacrifice of Christ, the um, the, the the mortality and sin nature of man, and and the. Uh, the glory and the spectacle of what is actually happening there. We're putting it into earthly terms. So I know this is kind of a long-winded explanation of a, of a pretty simple question. I think it's great. Yeah, but we have to understand <laughs> what, so what is worship? If we're going to be able to do what we do, we have to understand why it is that we are doing it and why is it important. So uh, most people who come to church are not just going to be immediately in this place of like, I know where God is. I know who he is. And I'm going to go there on my own and sing praises before his throne. Uh, that's where we come in. We have to understand the word of God. We have to understand who we are. We have to understand how our gifts um, are incorporated into the body. And then I view it like um, a, a tour guide at a national park. Right? Let's just say yeah. at Yosemite, there's this tour guide who is going to take a group of 100 people on this journey to see this incredible waterfall that's going to blow their minds. Well, he has to have made that journey a hundred times to know exactly how to get there, exactly where that path is going to take him, exactly all the sights they're going to see along the way. And but he's literally taking and leading that group up to this beautiful place. And that's what we're doing. We're leading people up the mountain of God into his beautiful presence. So that's where we have to start. We have to understand this is what we're created to do. This is what we're called to do. Not just make songs that sound good, but to literally get in front of people and say, we're going that way. 
And here's what you're going to see when you get there. That's so good. It's, it's one thing to get people to take the journey with you, which is what I would probably call engagement. But then it's another thing for them to actually gaze upon the beauty of the Lord along right. the way. So singing a song that's catchy is one thing, but understanding that, man, these words actually have spiritual context and meaning. And when it's rooted in the word of God are actually changing the atmosphere of my life, of my faith. It's building my spirit, man. All of those things happen along the way, the journey. I love what you said about the tour guide because I've used that same analogy actually describing, because somebody asked me one time, man, can you lead worship in five minutes? Um, or man, why, why can't we let worship be longer or shorter? And I just feel like God can show up in a moment's notice and, 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 you know, one word or one moment in God's presence can change everything. I mean, we believe that as worship leaders, uh, but it really depends on, you know, how much time do we have? Like, I want to go on a hike. Well, how much time do you have? 30 minutes, two yeah. hours, four yeah. hours. And knowing how much time you have, just, I mean, this is practically speaking, kind of helps determine the journey and where we do stop to gaze and maybe where we do camp on a bridge or maybe where we, where we do not, do, not do the reprise. We've got more to do here. We've got a long way to go. We can't stop right here. Totally, totally. And that this is the beautiful thing about worship leading is when you understand the parameters of the hike that you're taking people on, then you're able to say, you know what, this week, I really feel impressed by the Holy Spirit that we're going to actually camp here. And we've never done this before. So we're going to stop at a different spot along the way. Um, and this is where I just think the Holy Spirit is a personality. He's a person. And this is why services can feel different, even though you may be doing the same set multiple yeah. times, it's because he is a person, he interacts differently within a service, within the people there. And, um, and I just love that tour guide mentality um, as we're leading. And we have to just understand and really be aware. Cause I, I know you know this Andy, because you sing and you play guitar and you've led a band before and, and, and all of those things. So you were like the ultimate multitaskers in a sense, because as I play, I play guitar and sing. So as I'm playing and singing, I'm obviously I have to know what I'm playing. I have to know what I'm singing. Um, I'm also hearing the parts that are on stage. I'm also hearing musical parts of everybody on the team. So if I if I hear a guitar that's a little bit off yep. or the drummer didn't hear it feel a certain way. So there's a lot of multitasking that goes on. Um, and even though I don't play drums physically, you know, I play a mean air yeah. drum or <laughs> air, air right. keyboard or whatever. Uh, but you do have to be aware of how can I lead every, everybody on stage to, to, to the aim, but then also there's a sensitivity that has to happen with God, what are you doing in the room? And, and as we land the plane or as yeah. we end this, this hike, what are the words that, that I need to be praying um, as we lead and, and kind of conclude mm -hmm. the tour? Speak it. Tell me a little bit about well, that so, process yeah, so for you. You hit on something here. We took, a, we took a pretty easy idea to wrap our minds around, right? We're going up the mountain of God with leading people into his presence. That's the, that's the, the big idea that actually sounds easy, but it's all the little things that make it difficult. You know, you talk about yeah. you talk about having to play an instrument and knowing the chord progression and remembering the lyrics. And then you've got, you know, five, six, seven, eight, maybe 10 people on stage behind. You. You've got a click going. If you're wearing inner monitors, there's a yeah. click going and there's you know, you might have a track playing and there's you know, there's 
that voice telling you the bridge three four and so you've got that going on and then you you're hearing all the instruments and you know who's playing it right who's playing it wrong then you see all the faces in the crowd and they're you know you've got people that are that are getting after it they're enjoying it and there are people who have their arms crossed there are people who are laughing at you you know the then a a, a string breaks on your guitar or your microphone doesn't work or you know a, a a keyboard stand falls over behind you all these things happen the air conditioning goes out you know there's a squeal yeah. in the in the uh you know from a microphone in the speakers now it gets complicated and i, I tell senior pastors this sometimes who don't have a lot of compassion for what their worship leaders are doing on stage. I'm like, okay, how about you preach your message within ears with 13 people in your mix, a click, and then someone telling you what verse to go to next and go to it now. Why? Yeah. It's a totally (laughs) different game to play. So that's why I think we're here is to not only talk about the big picture of worship, but also break down all those little things that we're all going to have to deal with. We're going to deal with with yeah. an endless number of issues and personalities, and you've got one person in your band that's that's going the wrong direction. It can wreck the whole thing, right? Or you've got yeah. a sound engineer in the back that doesn't know how to mix the song that the way you've put it together. It can be a wreck. Your your gear isn't in good working condition. The whole thing can be a wreck. I don't care how good your you know, your your planning yeah. has been and how many great musicians you have on stage. If everything doesn't work perfectly, now you're scrambling, right? But yep. in the scrambling, sometimes that's where the best moments happen. So, you know, yeah. that's good. I, I I love that it's that this is it's a very easy concept. Like you say, we could do it in five minutes if we had to. But it's complex mm-hmm. once you add all the instrumentation all of the people and all of the expectation that's put on what we do. Yeah, that's so good. Let, let me ask you this because, you know, we just talked about a lot of things that could go wrong and almost everything that you've listed has happened to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, right? right? Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. Right. So multiple times, multiple things on a weekend. And, um, and as a leader, you know, it's important that we celebrate wins. And, you know, I, we, we had a train wreck just in worship just a couple of weeks ago. And I remember coming off stage and, you know, of course, the people who messing up or whatever, like they're owning it. They feel awful. And how is a leader um, or how important is it to be able to celebrate the wins and really keep the main thing the main thing? Because for me, uh, in those moments, most people know it's like. This is why I, I always want to be a hope filled person and sing songs that are about being uh, like we want to keep things yeah. hope filled and gospel centered, right. right? Hope filled and gospel centered. And so because I just know most people come in already right. beaten up. They, they, they come in already defeated on a Sunday or Saturday or whenever they're attending church. They already they're, they're guilty. They know they're yeah. guilty <laughs> of, of, of whatever. And so we want to really fill, fill them with hope. But I think the same is true for yeah. our teams, um, even, even as they play the posture of their hearts. If there are mess ups, if there are bumps along the road. Talk about the importance of, okay, we knew that maybe it wasn't perfect. Because I always have that one or two people on the team who are perfectionists. So we could play it perfect. And I'll come off and and I'm like, man, how did you feel? And it's like, man, on that one bridge, I hit one bad note. So again, you're you're bringing up a really good issue 
but it's it's complex. There's a lot of moving parts to this thing. And I, again, I think this is why we want to do this podcast is we want to dive into these things individually and spend some time on them. Yeah. Because um, to to come in full, to come in ready to go, to come in with the right attitude, a lot of things have to go right. And, and you're right. The people who are coming into our church every weekend. I say this all the time to our team. It's their, for a lot of people, it's their first time, last time, or only time to come to church. Wow. And the world has beaten up so many people, not to mention the people on your team or maybe even you. You've been beat up through the week. But the but that's, you're going to have to put that aside at some point and go, oh, we have a job to do. We have to take these people yeah. up the mountain of God so that once they see God, their lives will be changed. And that's a kind of feels like kind of a heavy burden to carry. That's something we'll talk about in future episodes as well. But getting to the weekend full rather than depleted is one of the hardest things in ministry. And pastors, senior pastors do this. People who speak on the weekend, they have to be careful about this, is that you can't be running on fumes when you get to the weekend because that's that has the opposite effect of what you're trying to do. You have to get to the weekend full. How do you do that? How do you get your team to the weekend full and ready to go and not running on fumes and dragging in and just giving whatever little they have left to give? Well, that's 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 a journey you have to go on personally and as a leader. And there, there has to do with rest and Sabbath and, and your workload and, you know, are you in over your head? Are you, you know, are you putting the songs in the right keys? Are you doing the right songs for you and your team yeah. and the, and the, um, and your congregation, just the, 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 the season that your congregation is in that, that all has to, has to play into that. There's so many moving parts. So I think it's a, it's a very mm-hmm. loaded question to say, how do you get to the weekend full and ready to go at, uh, you know, with your, your tank, you know, topped off. Yes. Okay. I feel like we're, we're teasing oh, the yeah, audience right now. This is, with there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff here to cover for sure. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Um, I think over our overarching the, the theme of, of leading with excellence, which I think is super important. You don't want to be a distraction. Uh, you want to, you want to be excellent in what you do. But then also pairing that with a spirit of grace. Um, there's so many leaders and teams that might be listening to this that are all volunteer. Uh, maybe that, you know, they're people who've worked full time jobs and then give up nights and weekends just to come and serve the local church. Um, and, and I think the point of all of that is when the leader understands the why yeah. behind what you do. Um, and, and, and honestly, for me, there's a, there was a shift that happened probably about 10 years ago, uh, which was probably late, but it still happened for me where I went from thinking about, man, how great was that worship or how good did we sound or how sweet was that transition to man, did you see how many people were impacted or got saved or how many baptisms we had at service? So like my why shifted even in worship and I got, I got pulled in by the music cause I love music, but then I began to fall in love with life change. And I think if once the leader understands the why we do what we do at the very, very core of it, uh, cause we, I think you can worship worship. Oh, absolutely. You can, right? Yes, you can. 
we can worship worship and 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 really we're there to worship Jesus worship God and honor him and and what he's doing in our lives um and, and our response yeah. to that right so um I I think understanding your why as a leader would be probably the very first thing so as we kind of close this week's episode um I, I want to just take a moment to challenge and I guess probably my challenge would be do you know your why as a leader um, are you clear on why you're a part of the worship team? Are you clear on why you're leading this team? And um, maybe this would be a good time to even just take a couple minutes just to pray about God. Why am I here? Why Absolutely. am I on this team? Why have, why have you called me and assigned me? And, and you know, am, is this, you know, just being grounding yourself again. And I'll be honest with you, Andy, I've had probably seasons and really it's about every six months where I have to come back to that question and remind myself why it is I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think if you get back to why, uh, there's a book, right? right. Start with why. <laughs> if, you, if you can get back to that as a le as a worship leader, I think it will ground you for the weekend and help you keep the main yeah, thing. Yeah, if you don't have a target, you don't know where to aim, right? And that, that happens with so many churches Good. And it happens with different ministries. It could be kids ministries, youth ministry, um, senior adult ministry. And it really happens in worship is that we see what's happening in other churches, what's successful in other places. And we try to implement it, just trying to find something that sticks. But we're shooting in the dark. So we don't know, you know, let's just say we have a we have a really great weekend. Why was it great? Was it? Because our target is life change, or is it because our target is engagement? Is our target excellence? What are those things? We, you're going to have to figure out at some point what your target is. Oh, you'll never know what to aim at. And and I think that's what we yeah. can help people through this podcast is define your why, define your target. Uh, and it's going to be different for everyone. And yeah. every every church dynamic is is just a little bit different. So you you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have to uh, again. What I like to do with with worship leaders and worship teams is just let's tear everything down and get down to that what's that what's that foundational level that we can all agree on we're not a we're not a deconstruction no, 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 podcast by faith. the way not your faith no <laughs> just your process yeah you yeah. gotta a lot of times tear <laughs> yeah. down your process and i know you've done this too yeah. uh, with, with with the ministries yes. that you've been in i've had to do it when you you talk about you know having to figure out do I still want to do this? Why am I doing this every six months? I think the processes that I've been through mm -hmm. every year or so are, does this thing still work? And will it work through the next mm -hmm. six to 12 months? Let's tear it down and let's start right. over again. And a lot of times we build it right back up the same yeah. way and go, yeah, it still works. We put it together the same way we pull it apart yeah. and we put it back together. And I think that's one of the best mm -hmm. ways to stay healthy. It's how you stay healthy in a marriage. And in relationships, it's how you stay healthy yeah. with your finances. It's how you stay healthy in your spiritual life is let's read through the Bible again. Let's learn how to pray again. And you take all those experiences yeah. with you from the past to go. Now we know what we need to do and how we need to do it and how we need to move forward. And I'm so, I'm so excited, Nick, to to have these conversations so and to push these ideas out there because I love questions, questions Help us yeah. to think a list of rules yep. are OK, but there has to be question. There have to be questions in there to say, do we believe this? Do we still want to do this? Where is this going? Who am I? Who are they? 
what does God want us to do? We have to continue to ask those questions. And that's what I think this podcast is really going to be beneficial for. So good, man. I appreciate that perspective. As you were talking about that, it reminds me not even as much tear down and building up, but it reminds me of just an inhale and exhale. There's an inhale and exhale of ministry where we breathe in the good and, and, and exhale the bad. Like what, like, and what is it that's going to, what's the, like the breathing rhythm of our ministry that needs to be looked at what's working, what's not like, let's take some time to address those things because ultimately what right. we're after is health, right? We're looking for ministry health. We want leaders to lead strong, to lead well, and to lead for Amen. a long time. Cause I just feel like that, that's Amen. how we build the church. And, uh, there's an anointing in that. Well, thank you again for, you, for listening uh, and, and joining us on, on this first ever episode here of Leading Worship. Um, this, this podcast is produced by Yellowbox. You could follow them at, at Hello Yellowbox on Instagram. And, um, and then, Andy, you have tell us a little bit about what you do on the weekends. Yeah, with I have a radio show that's in its 16th year. We're syndicated around the world on more than 430 radio and Internet stations. And uh, I don't know. It's just something fun that I've been able to do for quite a while now. And I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And I have really great artists on as as uh, uh, as guests on my show. Nick, you've been on the show with your original music and uh, we've just just been blessed by it. So if you want to go to Andy dot net, you can see um, uh, everything you need to see about the show, where to pick it up and and how to experience it. I love it. I love it. Well, well, see you on the next episode. Thanks again for joining us for Leading Worship. Talk soon.